Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. So today we're going to be talking about insurance. I recently read an article and the head of the article was one in three small businesses faced top hazards last year. Now, if you're listening to this recorded show, that today is June the 24th of 2021. So we all know that 2020 certainly had its share of hazards out there. The article went on to say 75% of U.S. businesses are underinsured and 40% of small business owners have no insurance at all. When faced with a disaster, and like I said, boy, did 2020 have some disasters uh, in store for us, or a lawsuit, many small businesses don't have insurance to cover the cost. So as we're looking at small businesses, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There is a certain amount of coverage that you need to have. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with John Bramblett. John is a licensed insurance advisor and director of strategic initiatives and partner relations for Stewart Insurance which is part of the Stewart title family. Stewart Insurance is an independent insurance broker with a focus on real estate and related industries. Please help me in welcoming John to the show. John, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Absolutely. You know, John, I tell you, 2020, it certainly threw us some curveballs, and I don't know that everyone was fully protected for a lot. And I, to be honest with you, I don't know that they, any of us could have been fully protected. Before we start talking about that, John, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to Stewart Insurance. Sure. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I, um, I was going to be the next great sports writer uh, and had worked with newspapers and a little bit on the radio my junior year in high school um, up into college, and about halfway through my time at Texas A&M, I realized um, that I had my acumen was more leaning towards uh, the business side of communications than the uh, editorial side. Mm. So I've been fortunate enough to spend uh, my career in the sales and and marketing in a variety of positions, from business development to sales, uh, brand management, account management, and consulting. You know, I've had and have direct sales revenue responsibilities, and I've led sales and marketing teams. I've been fortunate enough to work with a variety of really strong brands, Stewart Title and Stewart Insurance, uh, as well as, you know, folks like Halliburton, Shell Chemical, Disney, 
uh, DC Comics, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, uh, Luana Foods, Fantastic Sam's, and Pilgrim Cleaners, uh, both of which are franchises. I worked with the uh, Houston and uh, Texas franchisors and franchisees for both uh, Fantastic Sam's and uh, Pilgrim Cleaners. So I've really been fortunate enough to to have some pretty broad experience. I also have had had the opportunity of working with a professional services firm that was looking at uh, the opportunity to, to establish a franchise organization. Uh, one of my previous stops in my career was at Stewart Title. Uh, I was VP of Marketing for uh, their direct operations, so the Stewart Title offices, and that's where I got to know uh, Tom Carpentier and his team at Stewart Insurance. And uh, we'd worked together when I was at Stewart Title uh, and had always stayed in contact. So I've been uh, back with Tom and his team, I guess, for the last three and a half years or so. And so Stewart Insurance clearly is, as I mentioned earlier, part of the Stewart Title family. So does that mean that you focus mainly on just real estate insurance? That is correct. Our our um, our focus is in the real estate industry. We want to be the most admired insurance real, uh, resource for real estate. So we have two sides of the house. Uh, we have um, the personal line side. So we work uh, with individuals and families on their personal insurance. So normally, not always, but normally we begin with somebody's home insurance. Uh, and we can help them with that as well as, you know, flood or wind their auto, they have a vacation home, they have an SUV, um, they have, uh, you know, recreational vehicle, motorcycle. We can help them with their personal in- insurance needs. On the uh, business side of the house, uh, we work with um, uh, real estate brokers, uh, property managers, uh, title and attorney agents, independent title and attorney agents, uh, helping them with their uh, business insurance plans. So when someone is actually out there shopping for um, an insurance company, um, who, how should they go about doing that, John? How, how do I know that one is going to protect me and offer the, um, the coverage that I need? I think there's a couple of things, a few things that um, – your listeners ought to look at if they're looking for an insurance partner. Um, one, do they understand your business? Do they have experience in your business? That's a, you know that's very important to us, and that's why you know we're trying to be you know fairly narrow but very deep. Uh, we you know we want our real estate broker clients, our homeowners, our title and attorney agents um, to recognize that we do understand their business and that we can work with them to. Um, tailor their plans to make sure that they're properly insured. So the first thing would be um, if you can find a partner that understands your business. Um, Second, you need to work with somebody, in our opinion, uh, that makes you feel like you've been understood, that they've taken the time to understand what your concerns are, understand what worries you, what keeps you up at night, uh, you know, what are the challenges that you face um, so that that when we do craft that plan with our insurance partners, uh, that it's you know it's the best plan uh, possible for your needs. 
you ought to feel like that uh, even though we have a variety of climates, when we're working with you, that, that you're the only person that we are uh, vested in at that, at that moment. Um, you need to feel empowered that coming out of that discussion, uh, you're informed and you've made an informed decision that whether you have an extensive coverage or minimal coverage, that you understand what that coverage is and you're comfortable with what your decision has been. And then um, we'd like people to be amazed that, that this is an insurance experience, that my experience with, with my insurance partner has been really positive. So that's, that's very important, important to us. Um, and ultimately, you want somebody that's going to guide you to being properly insured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John, you can get insurance on the Internet and never meet a soul, but there's just something, and, I, and you know, saying that it's impersonal, that just doesn't even go deep enough, does it? Because you're, um, if you're working with someone, you really need to know by what you've described so much more than the application they fill out on a, a website, right? Well, absolutely. It's, um, it really depends upon what that individual's needs are. If, if somebody is willing to invest the time um, for us to get to know them and their business uh, or get to know them as an individual on the personal line side, if they're willing to invest that time, then we can work with them and provide them a variety of, of options for consideration. Um, if that's not of interest, that they do just want something quick and easy, that's fantastic, and those options are out there. They're probably just not, we're probably just not a right fit for them. Um, our clients uh, tell us that they appreciate the fact that, that we take the time to the provide them uh, options, that we've taken the time to get to know um, their business. You know, we've been told that, you know, we appreciate the fact that you understand what we're going through and you're trying to help us, you know, alleviate some of the concerns or at least minimize the risk of some of the concerns, you know, that we have. Uh, you know, we work with our clients on a regular basis of, you know, informing and educating so that they understand uh, the nuances of insurance as it relates to them. I recently spent a morning with one of my clients. They had um, five new uh, realtors had come on board, so I went over and just kind of spoke with them and talked with them about, you know, about insurance. Um, our insurance advisors spend a significant amount of time uh, working with our clients, just letting them know how to minimize some of their risks. Uh, one of our advisors worked with a client, and through that, our client invested, you know, over $10,000 in risk mitigation programs that, in the long term, is going to protect their business significantly. Mm. Wow, that's something that that you really have to take in consideration. Is the type of business um, probably has a lot to do with the the plans, the insurance plans that you would want to consider. What are some other things, John, that you would want to take into consideration to make sure that you're selecting the right plan for you and for your business? Well, I would I would look at um, again, you know, always the type of business you have. Um, you know, are you um, are you working out of your home? Uh, are you out of an office? Do you own the office? Do you rent the space? Um, do you have employees? And if so, is there a significant a number of employees? Are they in the office on a regular basis? Or are they remote? 
um, you know, how do how do you and your employees uh, communicate uh, internally as well with your your clients? Um, you know, what do you interact with your clients on a regular basis? And if so, you know, what are those types of interactions that you have with your clients? Are they virtual? Are they in person? Uh, do they come to your place of business, or do you go uh, to their home or to their place of business? Uh, do you handle financial transactions? And if so. Uh, to what extent um, do you handle their private personal information? Um, you, know, you know, that's that's a huge issue in today's world. Um, you know, how much of that private personal information do you have access to? And then I think the other one, specifically for your audience, is there may be some requirements that a franchisor has, and you need mm-hmm. to make sure that you're aware of what those requirements that the franchisor might have um, for your insurance coverage. Yeah, that's a really good point as well. Now, John, you mentioned if they are, have a home-based business. Well, if I have a home-based business, what kind of exposure do I have if no one comes into my home? Well, if nobody comes into your home, um, you still have could have some exposure for um, your commercial property, so the desk, the computer, the chairs, uh, the server, the printers that you use for your business. Um, and sometimes even a home-based business, it might make sense to have a per- commercial coverage versus a home, uh, a homeowner's policy. But again, that's where you would want to work with a, uh, an insurance advisor because uh, there can be some endorsements that you add to your uh, home policy that can help with that, or it may make sense to, to go ahead and have um, – a commercial policy, but even as as a home-based business, you still have some of the same uh, concerns or challenges that somebody would have in a traditional brick and mortar. Um, you know, if if a client feels like, um, and that's a key word, feels like or believes that uh, you are negligent in your professional responsibilities, there could be a claim. Uh, if a if you were at a client or an employee was at a client's place of business and you did some damage, uh, there could be a potential liability there. Um, if, you, if you're a virtual business but still have employees and they feel like that there was uh, some sort of workplace discrimination or workplace harassment, there could be uh, some liability concerns there. Uh, if you have a, a group of employees that are all working uh, remotely and they're all doing business off their laptop and you're connected uh, you know, through technology, um, you know, there is, as you had mentioned earlier in the introduction, the, uh, you know, the the ransomware that was placed on the, the third largest pipeline in the U.S. that supplies, you know, 45% of the energy for the East Coast was shut down for a week or so because of ransomware. If they can get to a company like that, they sure as, as heck can get to, uh, you know, smaller businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And if someone is capturing um, information like social security numbers and um, just basic information about their client, then and if it resides on their their desktop, their laptop, their computer, then there is exposure there, isn't there? Well, there is. Somebody can, you know, it's a variety of ways. You know, somebody, a hacker or fraud, a fraudster, um, you know, sends a, a fraudulent email that you click on the link 
uh, and suddenly now they have access to your um, you know your uh, your your network. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 start following you and they you know they're sending out emails that are from a client or a business associate or it looks like it's an email from mm-hmm. a client or a business associate. And they're providing you fraudulent wiring instructions. So suddenly now you're sending funds uh, to a wrong account. Uh, you know, it's that, those are the things that are that can be really you know really scary. They get in and uh, they and they hold your data ransom. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. hold it uh, for ransom. And mm-hmm. you know, look, we're going to start deleting files if you don't pay us X by mm-hmm. a certain date. You know, how do you handle those kinds of things? So it's it's really important that one, you do some things to minimize that risk, but also you do some things to support you in case you know that happens. Mm-hmm. I know someone, John, that had um, uh, he was actually in uh, commercial insurance, and he um, didn't have uh, the cyber policy to protect him, and which is kind of odd. But he did have someone hold his computer ransom. And I think he paid them almost $20,000, which is crazy to think that. But he paid them almost $20,000 to release it, and they never released it. So when you're dealing with thieves, you just can't trust that just giving them money is going to bring back all your data, right? No, you can't. And uh, and that's going to be an issue regardless the the difference comes into effect about, you know, how much risk you're willing to take on versus how much risk you would like an insurance partner to have. And mm-hmm. that's really the, you know, the beginning discussions that we'll have with, with our clients and our prospective clients is how much risk are you willing to take on yourself versus how much risk you'd like to place on the insurance partner. Because in many of these situations that we've talked about, at minimal, you're probably going to have some defense costs. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to either have to hire an attorney or utilize an attorney that your insurance partner is helping you provide. And there's going to be those costs above your whatever your deductible is. Um, and that alone can be significant. Um, you know, so if you, you know, can you afford, uh, you know, $10,000, $25,000, $30,000 in legal fees, regardless of the validity of the suit, can you afford that? Um, can you afford the time away from your business to deal with all that versus, you know, having an attorney do it? Um, so, and you know, through your insurance partner. So those are the kinds of discussions that we have uh, to help, you know, recognize what those concerns are and what those potential potential risks are. Mm-hmm. You know, John, a lot of people turn to franchise the franchise business model because they think it is all figured out. So in your experience, if um, for a franchisee, can they turn over that, um, that, that advice, that, um, that role as an advisor to the franchisor and just um, and, and not get a second opinion? Well, I think it depends on the franchisor. Uh, you know, there are, there are some that are pretty stringent in uh, what their expectations are. Uh, I know when I was working with a professional services firm, uh, they were going to be very specific about the types of coverage um, that one that they were going to have to protect themselves, 
but they're also going to be very specific about the types of coverage uh, that they would expect um, their franchisees to utilize um, to the point of probably not dictating, but they were looking strongly at recommending a firm that the franchisees could go to to obtain that coverage. So um, that's why, you know, I'm sure you talk about all the time about, you know, the uh, the FDD and making sure right. that this franchise disclosure document is read and understood um, and digested because that's important. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other question that a potential franchisee or an existing franchisee ought to ask is beyond what the franchisor requires, do they feel confident that if life happens, they can get back to normal? And if uh-huh. they don't feel confident that when life happens, because it's going to happen to all of us at some point, mm-hmm. they can get back to normal, then it would behoove them to have a conversation with a, an insurance advisor to determine what additional coverage might be worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know, John, I've mentioned several times in the show today that 2020 sure set, uh, threw us a curveball. What kind of changes, if any, have are you seeing coming out of 2020 that really were not um, were not addressed prior to that. Well, I, I I'm not sure that they weren't addressed. I think maybe some of the the ways that we do business might amplify um, some potential risks. Uh, the I know, for example, on the the real estate broker side and the real estate agent side. Uh, they quickly, those that have been successful and have maintained a good prosperous business, pivoted really quickly to the use of technology. So, uh, you know, for a while there were no open houses, so they were all done virtually. So how do you handle a virtual, you know, open house? Um, And so if you're in somebody's home doing a video to share, you know, making sure that you're, you know, you still got to be careful that you don't damage somebody's property because there's mm-hmm. a chance you would be then liable for that, that damage. Uh, you know, the, the idea of doing transactions completely online, people buying homes, uh, you know, sight unseen or, or never physically being in the property. Um, so that, you know, all that transfer of data and information and, and making, making sure that everything is secure, truly making sure that you're, confirming everything that if you get a a change in the middle of the process you're not just assuming that it's okay and responding to that email but you're following up through an original documentation phone number uh to ensure that that what's being asked is accurate um Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's really double checking triple checking the information you know because you know technology can make things smoother and faster uh it still will have to be cautious. The, the other thing that we've seen on the real estate side is um, because of the low interest rates, because of people spending more time at home and evaluating their homes, there's been a greater interest in uh, new home sales or finding a new place to live. Or I, Now that I'm working remotely, I don't have to be in town. I can live farther mm-hmm. out where maybe I have a little more property or I'm my neighbor's not, or, you know, not right up on top of me. Um, mm-hmm. But because of that, you know, we've seen, especially in Texas, but I know across the U.S., uh, there's a, 
you know, a real shortage of available properties and homes. So mm-hmm. you're getting multiple offers and you're getting homes that, um, that are on the market a very short period of time. So there's a lot of pressure on uh, both the buyer and seller agents to get things done quickly. So maybe we, if we're not careful, we could take some shortcuts um, that could end up leaving the individual realtor or the um, the brokerage firm, you know, really liable to some pretty big mistakes. Yeah, and you know, it, you're right. It, doing everything online does streamline everything, but just not clicking that one box, like you said, it could make a big big difference, and it could cause um, either either party or both parties to be facing with some uh, exposure they would not have normally had. So uh, that's a really good point there, John. I tell you what, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I love stories, John. And I have a feeling that you have some stories up your sleeve that you could share with us when we come back. I'll look forward to it, Linda. Thank you. Absolutely. So, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking more with John Bramblett about insurance. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allow you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We're here with John Bramblett, and he is sharing some insurance insight for us today. John, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories you could share with us. Sure. It's, um, you know, there's some that, that are, you know, generally the stories are, are not always great because that usually means there's a claim. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a... Uh, for those in the greater Houston area or the east or the Gulf Coast area, remember Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we had a uh, we have a client that um, had her home policy with us as well as uh, had several um, rental properties that she had that we had provided her coverage. And during the 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 coverage process, when we were building her build her insurance plan, 
we had strongly recommended that she consider flood coverage uh, for her rental properties and uh, you know she made the decision probably from a financial perspective that that no it's probably not the case and I really don't need it well you know, with the, the damages that Harvey did in the greater Houston area, unfortunately, all five of her um, residential rental properties flooded. And, oh, no. you know, she made the call and said, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway, mm-hmm. you know, did I have coverage? And no. And she goes, I know you guys recommended it. Um, so instead of having some help in getting that property back uh, to where it was or close to where it was, she had the responsibility of doing that um, all herself. Wow. We we have a realtor, uh, real estate broker client in town um, that uh, had a claim filed against him that uh, the individual is having difficulty selling their home because there's an alley behind it that uh, they weren't made aware of um, that is helping that is hurting their ability to sell the home. Uh, in actuality, there's not an alley behind the home. There is a easement, uh, mm-hmm. and then behind the easement is a city park, and along the city park there is a, a sidewalk that runs along the, the city park side of the easement. Um, so you know, what probably is happening is uh, the – the person that filed the claim is not getting the price for the home that they feel like they should get, mm-hmm. probably asking more. So instead of adjusting that, they're going to blame uh, our client. Fortunately, they have a really solid uh, errors and emissions policy or professional liability policy, uh, and um, you know they receive the support from the insurance partner that we placed them with in order to help uh, in in fighting this this claim. Wow. John, before we go any further, we're getting close to the end of the show, but before we go any further, if someone's listening and they just need some help, they need some advice on where to, exactly what insurance coverage they need, how would they find that information about Stewart Insurance or how would they reach you? Sure. Um, uh, we have a, a really great website, stewartinsurance.com, and that's S-T-E-W-A-R-T insurance.com. And on there, there's a really nice uh, descriptors of both uh, personal and business insurance plans that are available, and you know what and what they cover. So that's a really a really good resource. Um, if they'd like to, uh, if the listeners would like to reach out to us. Um, they can do so a couple of ways. Uh, our email address is stewartinsurance at stewart.com. That's stewartinsurance at stewart.com. Or they can call us at 866-798-2827, 866-798-2827. Very good. So, John, as this housing market and real estate market really ramps up, um, and like you said before, here in the Houston area, we're, we're seeing multiple offers. And folks, let me just tell you that generally speaking, the real estate market in Houston and in Texas have been really pretty stable. Um, we don't see the, the peaks and the valleys that 
maybe California or the West Coast or the Upper East Coast might see. We've always had a pretty stable real estate market here. Um, what kind of what kind of advice would you offer someone who is maybe in the market to purchase uh, real estate? What should be some of the things they should take into consideration when they're looking at properties? I, I don't think it's any different than what we talked about from a business perspective. You know, what are what are the concerns that you have, and and how much risk willing to take on uh, versus how much risk you would like to have uh, your insurance partner uh, take on, and that's where having that conversation with uh, an insurance advisor that has experience with homeowners insurance or related uh, property insurance uh, can be so critically viable so you can understand that you might be in a situation where a wind policy is required uh, by some uh, insurance providers because of where you live. Mm-hmm. Understand that while you may not be in a high-risk flood zone, you're still in a flood zone. In fact, most all of the U.S. is considered in a flood zone by the uh, NFPI or the National Flood Insurance Group. Uh, however, you know, other than a few counties in the Midwest, so especially in the Gulf Coast, uh, you know, you're still vulnerable to being, you know, so if, some, if somebody tells you you're not in a flood zone, that's incorrect. So mm-hmm. understand what that risk is and, and have an understanding of what that investment would be if you wanted, you know, flood coverage. Um, you know, what, what's your lifestyle like? You know, we talked about from a business perspective, do you have, you know, do your clients uh, coming to your business or are you going to your clients' businesses? Do you have a lot of people come over to the house? You know, that could um, cause some conversation about maybe some additional coverage or an umbrella coverage. Do you have a pool? Do you have a pet? Do you have a trampoline um, is this is this property where you're going to live full time, or is this vacation property? You know, there are all different uh, nuances in and around uh, that coverage. You know, is there a benefit to uh, bundling different uh, plans together? Uh, can that help you from a, an investment perspective? So, again, having the opportunity to visit with uh, an insurance advisor that has experience in that area and is willing to to invest the time in you to determine that, you know, that you're properly insured would be critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very good advice there, John. One more time, if someone's listening and they want more information, what is the website they can use to find out more information about Stewart Insurance? Absolutely. It's stewartinsurance.com, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, stewartinsurance.com. Uh, they can email us at stewartinsurance at stewart.com or call us 866-798-2827. Wonderful. John, thanks so much for being on the show today. I, I Just great information. Folks, I hope you were taking notes because he gave you some great nuggets today. Thanks again, John, for taking time out of your busy day. You're welcome, Linda. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So, folks, as always, I'm going to leave you with this quote, and it goes like this. Doing something costs something. Doing nothing costs something. Quite often, doing nothing costs a lot more. That's a quote by Ben Feldman, who is a businessman. That's exactly the situation that John described, the woman that refused flood insurance. She decided to do nothing. 
And guess what? Doing nothing cost her a whole lot more. Folks, thanks so much for joining me on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.